Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we discuss the two greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I am one of three gentlemen sitting around the table today. My name is Joe Hilliard. I'm Dave Gurney. Carlos Cooper. And we have got a treat. We're doing something that we've never done before, so we want to stay tuned and hear all of the details. But David, I arrived terribly thirsty. Yeah, well, let's get that fixed up uh, because we do we do need to get that first part of our equation going. Um, the beer for this first half uh, of of the episode tonight, uh, we're, we're going to go um, to a location out in the middle of a body of water. What do we call that? We call that an island, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Um, we have a brewery out of Seattle, Washington, called Fair Isle. That we are now getting distributed down here in Texas. I've never had this before, never had a beer from them, so this is going to be a first time for me. I think a first time for both of you. Yeah, and first Certainly time, am. first time on the show, right? Um, this is Odalette. It is a beard guard that they have lagered in a Missouri oak fooder for eight weeks. They describe it as dry yet rich. They say this malt forward farmhouse ale was brewed and guard during the cooler months welcoming the spring so i guess that's kind of appropriate timing wise here we are mm-hmm. here uh, we spring are has just started at so, the precipice that's right so um i'm gonna get this bottle open i'm gonna pour some in my glass pass it around like we do all right drop my keys in the process <laughs> that's all right Ooh, ooh, ooh. it's ooh, an active a, one that's it's an, an active, active one. one we got some head there folks <laughs> show with the assist Appreciate slanting the, the glass assist. And right. still getting ooh, a little foam ooh, over. Uh, oh, look oh, at that. Oh, oh, oh. Incredible. <laughs> that is the kind of precision that only comes with experience. Uh, all right, so we'll get into talking about the movie here. Um, but the first thing that I want to do is I want to go over a couple of things real quick. First, um, I Lay down some ground rules here. <laughs> well, first, I can't think of any reason why we would, because not a whole lot happened, but we probably will discuss the Oscars on our After Hours episode. And um, the slap heard around the world. <laughs> sure. What? There was a slap? Yeah, yeah. Huh? I totally missed that. Um, nothing on Twitter about it at all. <laughs> I took a bathroom break. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that happens on the After Hours episode. You've probably heard us talk about it in the, in the past. Uh, Patreon.com slash Beer and a Movie Podcast. Uh, we do a bonus episode every single week. It's normally $5 a month to get the episode every week. This week, the After Hours episode will be out from behind the paywall, so everybody Gratis. can go and listen to it. Uh, and there's uh, the Patreon is going to come into play in a little bit as well, because like Joe said, we are doing something uh, henceforth unheard of in the podcasting space. Unorthodox. Unorthodox, adventurous. Adventurous, um, for sure, yeah. And so you're so stay tuned. Uh, make sure you make to make it to the second half of the episode to figure out all the details. Come on play that. with us. Yeah, and also uh, we started this uh, this Discord uh, server. Yeah. For beer in a movie discourse, the conversation continues. The conversation really does continue. Uh, we had an interesting time uh, live chatting the yeah. Oscars yeah, yeah, yeah. with one another, um, but lots of uh, lots of fun memes being shared over Absolutely. there. Already lots of interesting some stuff. ideas. Maybe an event coming up. So yeah, if yeah, you're if you're oh, hearing this that. and you're not on there already. 
you you should get yourself over there. We'll yeah, post we'll, it out on social media. Put the, it on the website. We'll put right, it on the put website. On the website. Yeah. Make sure that folks know how to get there. But uh, but it's a lot of fun. And believe me, I'm an old man. If you <laughs> if you're worried about the Discord thing, once yeah. you're there, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's so not I, too bad. So I am the one that would not be described as I'm the youngest on no, the show. No, you should have been on top and, of this. And I have found Discord to be somewhat uh, obtuse in theory. And like Pink Hat, former guest of the show, mm-hmm. co-host of World's Greatest Complainer podcast, uh, he had said to me one day very casually, like, oh yeah, I was chatting with some of my friends on Discord. And I was like, why the fuck are you doing that? Just text why, why? Just text them. What's? Why has it got to be complicated? I mean, I like Ian Mackay as much as anybody, but why do you need to spend all your time with Discord? <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> there are other great punk labels. Go and on. and and but now that I'm on it and using it, uh, it's fantastic. It's it's great. Yeah. The different channels to be. Yeah, able I have to a feeling we're going to be building some different channels in there. Yeah, People can kind of drop it's in good. and. Be, be cheeky with so us. So check it out. Yeah. Beerandmoviepodcast.com is our website where there will be a link to that or you can find it on Facebook or any of the other uh, places where you find things like that. But now that all of the housekeeping is out of the way, uh, we'll, we'll, we will remind you of these things at, towards the end of the episode. Fear not if you missed anything. Uh, and it'll be in the description link of this. But it's time to talk about a movie. We are talking about uh, the... 2022 film starring Sandra Bullock called The Lost City. Um, This is the latest from an an actress that I would say has dominated the box office for almost 30 years now. She's been doing quite well for those 30. Uh, She has been in... um, And so... The basic premise is a reclusive romance novelist, erotic adventure romance novelist, <laughs> on a book tour with her cover model, played whose uh, name is Alan, played by Channing Tatum. Uh, the the novelist being Sandra Bullock, obviously. I didn't feel like I needed to say sure. that, but just to be certain that, that we're on the same page. Um, uh, so she gets swept up in a, she is kidnapped by a one Daniel Radcliffe, uh, and it lands her. Uh, whose name was Loretta Sage, that's Sandra Bullock's character's name, and Alan, played by Channing Tatum, in the jungle on this crazy, wacky quest, and they're trying to get back to civilization as they understand it. Um, And the only other key detail in there is that Sandra Bullock's character, Loretta Sage, is a widow. Uh, Her husband, an archaeologist, had passed away five years prior leading her to this reclusive lifestyle, leading her to have difficulties uh, conjuring up that same romance for her novels, for her work uh, that had uh, taken the world by storm previously. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there is this bit of lore worked into her novel that turns out has some uh, actual real-world historical um, relevance yeah. uh, whatever translating symbols yeah. to find lost treasure which is Daniel Radcliffe's goal which is why he kidnaps her it is why he kidnaps her cuz that always works to force them to tie someone to a chair and force them against their will to translate some archaic well well first pictographic he, tries, he text. tries to woo her with cheese and charcuterie what a charcuterie board <laughs> it was we are talking at least a couple of dozen feet worth of charcuterie oh yeah uh and then and then to, to blow that up with the plane, uh, the jet engine. Come so on. uncomfortable yeah. for everybody involved. Yeah, it was terrible. Nobody looked comfortable in that scene. No. Um, 
but you know, this is a movie that is, uh, in order for audiences to enjoy, they must buy in to the characters and the will they won't they at the center of it. Right. And, sure. the, and the adventure has to be there as well. There has to be some decent action sequences and, uh, things of that nature. So I went, uh, and saw this last night, this being Monday when we're recording this. So I missed the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, cause I was seeing this film. I did not. Th- okay. So Kylie was on the fence about whether she wanted to go. So I didn't buy tickets until like 15 or 20 minutes beforehand. Mm-hmm. Almost sold out theater wow. for an eight on a Sunday for night. an eight thirty p.m. Sunday screening. The yeah, only this... place that we could find two seats next to each other was in the second row at Century, which, as you know, is a god awful place to watch a film. That that is a it a is no the only land. time yeah. that I've liked the chairs there because the reclining chairs help yeah. you get that angle up yeah. at the screen. So that was nice, but I wish. I was very surprised that the theater was that full. Yeah, it made thirty point one million and finally dethroned Batman at the top of the box it office. Did. It dethroned it did. the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So okay, I don't think anybody is going to be confused about where I stand on this movie. So what do you guys think? <laughs> I, okay, I had my prediction. I, I, I guess you're saying that it's true. Um, so, th- so this is a film that. I was charmed by its trailer. I thought, okay, there's enough laughs here in the trailer, and I you think got Brad I, Pitt in there. I could, yes, I could be in the mood for something like this, um, it under the right circumstances, and it pretty much fit the bill that I thought it was going to. Um, it, as I was walking out, talking about this with, with Aaron and the fan, I brought the girls too. You know, like talking Great about movie what. For the what what we thought of it, you know, I said, I think this was one of those cases where it perfectly met expectations, did not exceed. It did not go to a place where I, I, and I was, I didn't expect it to, yeah. <laughs> like I said, but I kept waiting for a moment where I was going to maybe get into one of those fits of laughter and it was really going to, the comedy was going to take off in a way it hadn't. Um, there were some good laughs in there, some good um, action sequences. A Divine Joy Randolph plays Beth. She's good. Who I like. I like her in things. She was great in High Fidelity. She was great. She's good in this. She's good in this, but I don't She's think... not given was, a ton to do. No, that's it. Right. Like Same it, with Patty Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. There's some little moments in there that I think they could have built upon. Both of those characters could have been juicier, could have been funnier. Especially, we've seen Patty Harrison and I think you should leave the... She's got the stuff to be Oh, she could I've be seen hilarious. Some strange stuff. And she's also in that Julie Delpy series on Netflix. And it, there's definitely some things that I think could have gone further, yeah. but I wasn't surprised that they didn't. Because yeah. really, the key here, as you would expect, is Tatum and Bullock, right? Yeah. And it's keeping them together, getting them together. Now, Radcliffe, I think, you knew from the trailer, or I knew from the trailer, was doing this villainous turn, mm-hmm. and there's a little something funny about that when it's like, when he appeared, you know, my, my daughter, t- you know, kind of leans over to me, that's Harry Potter, right? You know, it's, Kylie it's, leaned over and said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those little moments there. Um, I think that probably the strongest piece of the film is that Brad Pitt sequence. No is, doubt. Is where... Yeah. You know, we first set up. So you you laid out the basic idea here. Spoiler well. podcast, by the way, we're getting into spoiler well, that's, territory. But that's early in he's the film. Well, no, he's in the trailer. Well, he's yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. But what's going to be spoiler oh, yeah. ab- about this conversation is what becomes of this character. Right. Uh, fair enough. He yes, would, because he does not out, stick around very long. Yeah, I'll come yeah. out and say it. He is dispatched violently. Oh yeah. That I was sh- I was kind of surprised at how 
graphic they made that. Because it's Not a PG-13 actually, movie. You don't actually see the head explode, but you see the viscera. You see yeah. the and the splatter. Channing and, Tatum's covered in it for like five minutes. And it's pretty funny. But, you know, it like, is I got funny. brain in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny, but I definitely expected him to be in the movie longer. Yeah. Because the scene that he's in, right. when presented in the trailer, looks like a third act scene. Yeah. You know? But then you see it happen, and you're like, "Oh wait, what? What else are they going to do here?" Yeah. yeah. So where's he going to go? Yeah. So his like ten minute sequence in the film there yeah. that really is still part of the first act. It's before we even really get into the thick of it. Yeah. Um, is great. I mean, he is the he's the na- former Navy SEAL, right? Yeah. That's uh-huh. what, yeah. like Jack former Trainer. Navy SEAL a- a- Jack Trainer. He's a trainer and, right. and current um, meditation. As opposed coach. to yeah. you, did, you didn't focus on the last name, but I do kind of like that it's Alan Capri Sun. That that's. His is last really? name is Capri Sun. That's hilarious. Yeah. I did not know. I did so, not catch so that. They're they're infantilizing this guy. Yeah. from the start. Yeah. A Bo and Yang it, makes an appearance. And it's, yeah. it's important that they do because what we learn at the beginning of the film, when Sandra Bullock is um, surprised to learn that Channing Tatum, the Fabio, yeah. model of her book covers, is right. going to be joining her on the Who tour. Who wears a Fabio wig? And the reason yeah. why he's joining her on the tour is because, as presented in the film. The largely female audience of these erotic romance novels really are in love with that guy on the cover right. of They love them. the Dash character. That's right. the character they fall in love with in the novels. So yeah. we quickly learn, though, that Dash is adult. Dash is a dumb. You know, he's... He, 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 he does, he's, he's an airhead. He's he, an airhead. He's a bimbo. He's a himbo. Yeah. And... Um, Brad Pitt, on the other hand, has all the rugged looks and action of a himbo. And the skills. But he is in stark contrast as a rescuer of Sandra Bullock from Dash. Right. And so as as effective as he is, um, Brad Pitt... Channing Tatum is not and so once Brad Pitt is dispatched what is their hope of real rescue here because the guy that's left to rescue her is a dummy yeah, he yeah. steals the line. Shh, you're safe now. <laughs> you know? and, and hey, that was we agreed. That was yeah, my line. <laughs> and he and doesn't he quote some Latin or some shit? Or he quotes like a some author. He knows or one piece of Latin that he tries. Well, to no, use no. To... A Channing Tatum does that later, but Brad Pitt does it. Yeah. when he's right. saving her. And yes, she, and she's like, Is oh no, that? they're about to have a connection. Oh like, yeah, you, you have like the, his intellect is there. They're yeah. firing on, and that's right. And, as and his she head says gets blown uh, apart. explicitly yeah. at some point in the movie, like my turn on is intellect. At the very yeah, beginning, she's a sapiophile. Sapiophile. Sapiosexual. Oh, sapiosexual. Right. So, 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 my biggest problem with these kind of kitchen sink movies, where you've got a little bit of everything, and you've got actors that are who's more popular right now than Channing Tatum? You know, I mean, you know, dog. A, uh, a few right. people are more popular I than Channing, but he is up there right now. He is putting out work, and people want to see it. And Sandra Bullock, of course, always does. Is the idea that these two do not belong together and opposites attract, of course, is a thing in these romantic comedies that you have to work through, that you have to get over those obstacles to realize that the person that I'm so different from is exactly the person for me. And I don't believe, I, I believe that the romance ending of this, which is also confusing because I guess she writes an entirely different book after it's all over and done with. No, she writes a se- another sequel. Right, she writes, an, like, she. the movie starts with a book tour of this book, mm-hmm. and then they have the adventure, and then fast forward to the book that she's written about the adventure that they just had. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then they kiss for the first time. 
but I don't, it's, think, but well, it's, I don't know that that was the first time. I don't know that was the first time. That's, that's, just, the, first time that's the first time it. we see it. I, I, anyway, no, I, I, they're on a they're on the end of a book tour, and it seems like they've they've had a relationship yeah. since then. That's how I view that. I part. go into these types of films with a high high level of prejudice. They just the, I, they don't work for me like they do so many other uh-huh. people. I don't begrudge other people for them working for them, and I'm glad that anyone has an enjoyable experience with any film. Yeah, that they have. I'm glad that they do. But there's so many, there's a, there's a part, I mean, these are the little things that just drive me crazy while I'm watching the movie. Uh-huh. There's a part where she, so one of the gags, running gags, is she's in a glitter, uh, a sequined, purple, very uh, jumpsuit. noticeable jumpsuit. And she's a walking disco ball. She sees the bad guys in the middle of the, in the, middle of the jungle. She sees the bad guys approaching them. They haven't seen our, our heroes yet. So Channing Tatum says, there's only one way to escape. We have to climb up a mountain, which would be a more conspicuous thing to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, we don't know how they got there. We don't know how they got as far up as they did. Cut to they're 20 feet from the top of the mountain and haven't been seen, even though it's in full view and in full sunlight. These are the kinds of things that just bug me to death during these movies. And then I'm sitting there saying, no, Joe, no, Joe, just have a good time. Just have a good time. This isn't going to be an Oscar winner as good as Coda. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, but I, I, I cannot, I can't, I can't. I'm, I, I'm, what, what did Sandra Bullock call herself when it comes to film? I'm a, a sapiosexual. Yeah, and this film didn't scratch the, it, that itch for me. They have a great back and forth chemistry during the entire movie. It is fun to watch them on screen together, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum and, and Sandra Bullock. But the idea that they end up romantically is just the default pat ending that this kind of movie needs to have. I never believed that they could make it happen. He doesn't really rise to any occasion. He well, does not rise to any occasion. She gets them out of that cave. Beth happens to be there to pick them up on a boat. He has done nothing majorly heroic. Well, that... But that's okay. I mean, I, I don't think it... I mean, I kind of like that the film dispels the idea that he needs to be the knight in shining armor hero. I mean, that's not... That's not a thing. It's not a real... So I'll, that, I'll that buy is, that rebuttal. That is something that I actually like about this film, That it, where as opposed to maybe something else we might talk about later, um, where, you know, the fact that a lot of the jokes are based in Channing Tatum's, or Allen's, inability to live up to these kind of masculine ideals that somewhat ineptitude yeah around everything right but that he's got a genuine good heart he's looking out for her he brings her cheese he brings you know like he he genuinely cares he does help but he doesn't do the key thing he doesn't crack he doesn't have a skill set he doesn't you know beat up the henchmen he doesn't he doesn't although he does help her like they work together that, yeah, to one kill the henchmen which I idea. thought was hilarious that they labor over how yeah. sad they feel about having killed the henchmen and to I me really it's like liked that. Th- there's something nice about an action adventure film like this which is very much in the mold of an Indiana Jones or whatever where you're dispatching villains left and right and you don't care like they actually spend some good screen time talking about how bad they feel. I'm like, would that have happened even if we didn't do that thing? <laughs> they might have just fallen off the cliff anyway. They're like, trying to rationalize yeah. it. He could have, I'm convinced he could have moved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's on him. It's yeah. on him. Yeah. I, re- I, I really like <laughs> that. That was pretty damn funny. It was. Yeah. And, and it is nice to see that kind of um, 
like groundedness to yeah. a movie that's you know that kind of humanity in a movie that yeah. you wouldn't even think twice if they just killed those guys and kept moving because we've been kind of conditioned to right. just know that that's going to happen in an action movie. Um, but to go back to the Allen character, I think that Channing Tatum does rise to certain occasions and does have a discernible skill set. But I think it's an emotional skill set. Yeah. I think his ability he gets her to breathe. Yeah, his ability to be able like that was. That's good. Yeah. I, yeah. Very, very clever. Yeah. Uh, and his, yeah, his ability to get her out of her funk and to like believe in herself again yeah. is a skill set. That's not like, I it's agree. hard to, I agree. Hard but to it's get not, somebody out but of But it's funk. not the typical action adventure yeah. hero skill set that you're expecting he's going to suddenly become good at. Yeah, exactly. He's never going to be good at fighting right. or anything like that, which, you know, is kind of funny. He can barely slap a guy when he's already falling down. That's that's kind of his <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I thought the same thing about the mountain climbing thing. I was like, okay, like, they didn't see them at all, you know? But then I was like, ah, it doesn't matter. We get this really nice scene where... You know, he tricks her into like calming herself down, and they get to the top of the mountain, yeah. and all. You know, you, you get those nice moments. Yeah. Uh, so it's in service of a thing. I. It gives an opportunity for him to grab her butt and for her to make a joke. Well, about he, it. well he, he puts he his head grab up there. He, he right? headbutts her butt. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that. I mean, I love love, you know, so I love these movies. <laughs> like, I'm willing to go there with it, you know, and yeah. it's just... I think, well, okay, in Sandra Bullock, she's she is a charismatic screen presence, okay? She is. I think She has had as long of a career she has had for a reason. For a reason, right, absolutely. And I think the Loretta character is an interesting character. She's... You, you know, we haven't labored over it, but part of why she's in a funk is because she had this archaeologist husband who had died, and she worked with him. They were like, it, she was on an academic path. I was going to say, we find out like pretty late in the film that her first book that she tried to publish was an academic It was an academic book that piece. she ended up not being able to get published, and yeah. so she like, plan B, I'm going to write an action-adventure romance yeah. novel instead about this, you know, concept, also, yeah. Channing Tatum's defense of things that people see as like less than or like lower tier yeah. kind of stuff intellectually, I also found very nice. Right. Like, why do we have to belittle? Because she belittles herself. She says yeah. that she's right schlock. Yeah. And he's like, well, you make people happy. Yeah. You make people happy. Why the do you have to call The movie that they're in makes people happy. It's yeah. not going to win it. Yeah. It's not going to win an Oscar, but it does. This is, a, this is a smarter movie than most romantic comedies than most action adventure films I think in several different ways where we get through the dialogue and Channing Tatum is part of that yeah with, with how he does as we talk about it I'm actually be, grow, my esteem for it is growing I sense that as we've gone I, on but I mean I enjoyed the film I and, and I think because my bar for like whether it would exceed my expectations was would I be like out of breath having laughed so much in the film and that didn't quite happen. Yeah. But now that we're going back through it and we're kind of talking about why certain things worked or what, you know, what some of the commentary on the genre or genres, I guess this is kind of a hybrid in a sense, um, is like, there's some clever stuff going on there. You know what I mean? In the screenwriting yeah. and, and in the performances. And the colonialist gets his comeuppance at the end. Oh, absolutely. Which is great. And I think we should talk a little bit more about Daniel Radcliffe because I... I, I enjoyed him. I like him as a villain. Abigail Fairfax. I, I like him as this villain. I don't know if he could... If I don't know if I would like him as much if he was more of like a Lucius Malfoy. I mean, sorry to compare it to yeah, something yeah. Harry Potter, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. Someone who's supposed to well, be like... Well, if he was an evil acting because he... 
on the surface seems very kind. Like he he woos her with charcuterie and cheese. Yeah. And he's like he's but, trying but it, to do things the nice way, but then he'll just use force if he. Needs. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, he devolves more and more as the film goes on and gets more and more yeah. kind of brutish in his his methods. But I was I was even more so talking about like what the character's motivations are like a character who is just kind of like genuinely to the core, like evil in a certain sense Mm -hmm. or someone who's motivated, uh, by a certain malevolence or just like desire to, uh, cause people or, things harm right. or damage I mean, his, they root his in a family drama like ex- well, exactly that he, that he has this younger sibling who got the media empire it's rooted in this like really deep insecurity yeah and i think that makes that character more interesting and i think it makes daniel radcliffe specifically as that character yeah. a little more believable and more entertaining than if he was just trying to play this like dark like violent right right you know whatever yeah. kind of james bond villain yeah. yeah um but the the kind of realness of that character and the believability of like that as a motivation for somebody to be doing what they're doing yeah i could buy and i i i, I liked i liked his portrayal of that and i you know and i love i love him and him and Robert Pattinson's career arc of like huge franchise, whatever the fuck I want after that, you know, like yeah. he's done some weird stuff. Yeah. Swiss army man, fucking yeah. horns. Like weird Al Yankovic do- uh, biopic yeah. coming out soon. Thrilled about the weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah. Doc- yeah. Or a biopic. I'm very, very excited to see him do that. Yeah. I think he'll do a great job. Um, I, I think that the audience that's looking forward to this movie will be very much entertained by it. I was. It yeah, was, I, I think it. you're right. I, and I and I hear where you're coming from, Joe, and I respect that this does not work for you. Um, but but I agree. I think I think that if you're inclined at all towards this, you know, again, either rom-com or action adventure films that kind of um, have a, a humor about them, I think this fits the bill pretty nicely. And with the world burning around you to be able to get into a dark theater and just kind of forget about it and do some of this fluff that has maybe a little bit more intellect to it than, than you would expect. Yeah. Pretty nice. I, I could have lived without Oscar Nunez's character. I liked I liked it. I liked him. I like him. I like, right. I do same, like him too. Same. And, and when I, I he showed up, his, that was one where, because the girls caricature-y. have been watching The Office. His offhandedness, like his, yeah. his, de- his, um, Oh God! What's what I'm looking for? He's 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 beautifully detached from reality. Yeah, and that was what I th- I found so charming about it. Yeah, yeah. There there's some of that, and he's and he's just a genuinely decent guy. If if a little strange mm-hmm. in little terms strange, of his relationship yeah. with his animals, <laughs> with the, the goat. The goat. <laughs> but, Platonic. I love the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I like the way yeah. it sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was okay, but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. He's a little a little cartoonish for me. Uh, it, it definitely, but, I, I could see that, but it, but it didn't bother me. I thought I thought it was fun little comic spice thrown in there at, when, when the divine subplot kind of took off a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A little bit of cinnamon. Yeah, there you bit, go. Yeah. Nutmegs. Over yeah. overall, had a good time. Yeah. If you like this kind of thing, definitely would recommend. And also, do you guys know how old Sandra Bullock is? Fifty four. 
That's a good guess. I I mean, I would say, yeah, 55 maybe? Just 57. A, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I read That's an article. She's crazy. Now, they did years. actually, I should have known, because the, the pre-show at the Alamo, they did uh, incorporate a an advertisement for the Bionic Woman TV series that she was on very early in her career. I in was 19, not aware. 1989, I think, was the date. Mm, crazy. So, you know that yeah i mean that's a long time 89 ago. that's 33 years ago so to have been on screen she had to have been in her early 20, 24 i guess maybe when she yeah yeah so that's wild to me yeah yeah she's looking great yeah she's still doing all she did i mean a channing tatum 41 yeah he's very, rock solid very rarely do you see the age of the cat the casting age go that way that's no. true that's true you know, no it's usually it's nice. harrison ford who's 70 courting um what's her name or, Anne Heche yeah, in yeah. six days seven nights which is yeah. you know what lost city is what that movie wanted to be in a way yeah yeah, okay, yeah. Fair. Yep. although was that movie i never saw it but i do have a vivid memory of it from my childhood <laughs> of just like it being a thing it wasn't going for a real comedic angle though was it I'm just talking about action adventure with a couple that find each other. Uh, Yeah, or I think it was uh, less comic, but I never saw it. Or um, Jason Statham and Vanessa Kirby being siblings. Right. Come come on, son. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid. They're like 25 years apart. Uh, So mixed bag on the film mm-hmm. for the three of us yeah. mostly positive. i think leans positive leans even positive. even joe who doesn't love it himself like certain liked liked elements had more there's and okay. agrees and agrees that somebody who's predisposed to liking rom-com action adventure is gonna like it i just want to briefly break this down actually okay now that it's been discussed joe said many positive things about this movie yeah he said one negative thing about it Joe, did you things. like this movie? And you just don't want to admit it. <laughs> I don't see. I don't imagine myself ever watching it again. Uh, if yeah. someone asked me if I liked it, I would say there's enough there for you to enjoy. I loved the Brad Pitt part. I'd love to see a movie with loved Jack Oscar Trainer, Nunez. which we might. I liked uh, Oscar Nunez, and I thought that the chemistry and you liked Daniel Radcliffe. The non-romantic chemistry between the two leads was actually very good. Any? any yeah, that's any, right. That's, and you did yeah. say you liked. Well, like Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yeah. Okay. So four job. things that a lot, he liked. Lot of one he thing liked. he didn't. Okay. Okay. But but that is interesting. Tally it up. And again, spoilers, folks. But there is. It's kind of post credits, but it's really just post the early credits where you're still getting images from the film and stuff, where we get that little sh- uh, scene of them in a yoga class where Jack Trainer is magically alive. They they only shot the ten percent of his brain that he happened to be used, so now he's switched it over to another ten percent. He's still with is, us. I, I got the hell out of there. Is that Yeah, the, that is what happened. He said they only shot the ten percent? He said like, oh you only use ten percent and whatever they shot, I was able to switch it over to another ten percent. Okay. Like, you know, that's funny. You know, there, there's I didn't, I didn't so you didn't stick around. Them, okay, no. yeah. There is a scene like, oh, they're setting scene. them because he says what's our next adventure at the very, very end. Yeah. They're setting themselves up for a potential sequel situation i think so i, mean, I have a strong it, if this does lost well, city of e lost city of f okay. yeah and i mean god if people know that brad pitt's going to be involved uh you know the fans will probably be probably be chomping at the bit for it here why not yeah all right. might as well all right so what do we think about the beer we're well mixed- we we went to an island with with these characters uh on this crazy quest and simultaneously we visited fair isle from Seattle, Washington, with this beer to guard that they had aged in an oak fooder. You know, 
I'm totally impressed. This is my first beer from them. Um, it, it's subtle. I, I can tell. It, it's got the farmhouse element, right? Yes, it does. I mean, this you, was bottled December 2020, by the way. Okay, yeah. So, they, but this so is this is one of those beers that you can hang on to for a little bit. I've had yeah. it for a couple months. Um, but it, you know, might not be as right, right. But it's not a hop heavy beer, and I don't think it ever was. It's no. more got that you know sort of the the farmhouse ale profile that you'd expect you know the yeast to kind of produce for us um but i'm getting some of that oak fooder like i get i get like a slight hint of that kind of woodiness in there that that's kind of nice and and brings in something a little bit um i mean almost <coughs> taking the place of where you'd think the hops would would play their role in in a lot of beers this yeah. is this is a really delicate and beautiful little beer that we've been drinking in this first half. Just yes. like Alan and Loretta's love. <laughs> Subtle, delicate, understated. I agree with all those words when you're describing this beer. Yeah. It's, um, Carlos likes to use the term jaw hinge, you know, when, yeah. when those sours really pop you right in the sides of your jaw and you can, you know, feel yeah. the, the sour. That's not what this is. No. Even if it is a sour, even if it's a farmhouse. It's, um, very subtle, very delicate. It's it's you. I drank it slowly to kind of appreciate a lot of that nuance that you had brought up, David. I I like this beer very very much. I wonder how quickly we can get our hands on some more Fair Isle to see if they got a really great thing going there. Yeah, well they're in our market, so oh, wonderful. I, I think I think it, the the time is now. We can have more Fair Isle. Definitely looking forward to that. Enjoyed this beer. A uh, a good amount. Yeah. Odalette from Fair Isle. Delicious. Yes. All right. And so that wraps up the first half. We're going to take a quick break. And you're going to want to stick around afterwards because uh, we got a little something up our sleeves for the second half of this episode. Stick around. Welcome back. Notice I didn't do the traditional, we're back, because this is not a traditional episode. No. We have a beer and a movie first. I think a podcasting first. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But uh, I would like to welcome you to the very first Choose Your Own Podcast Adventure. Yes, that's right. You heard me what? correctly. This is a Choose Your Own Podcast Adventure episode of Beer and a Movie. What on earth does that mean, Carlos? Yes, I understand that this might be causing some confusion, but we're doing something unprecedented. So please come come along on this journey with us. In order to do that, you need to go to patreon.com slash beer and a movie podcast. You do not need to spend any money there in order to participate in this mm -hmm. adventure, uh, but you do need to find your way over there. Uh, you can just download the app or go on your web browser, whatever it is that you want to do. But what we are doing is we are do you have your pick of second half of the episode. You know that on this show, we like to find a way to pair a film with a new release film, typically is how it's done. So we have the new release film, Lost City, that we did. Now, we could not decide what direction to go in the second half, whether to do a tie-in based on the genre of the film, based on one of the leading actor or actresses in the film. So we did them all. Mm -hmm. So now you get to choose which version of this podcast you would like to listen to. You can listen to one 
us continue down the road with Sandra Bullock in an action-adventure capacity where we take a look at 1994's Speed, starring Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Option number two, we can continue on the lighthearted, fun, comedic, leading lady side of Sandra Bullock and go to a perennial classic with 2000s Miss Congeniality. Oh, you're tipping your hand here. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can I can edit that out. No, need, no, no need. leave it in. Leave okay. it in. Or number three, we can return to where it all began. The action, adventure, comedy, romance film that lit the box office on fire, I think. Yeah. I haven't done my research. Back in, 80, back in 1984. Back in 1984. Early, early Zemeckis. Early right. Robert Zemeckis with Romancing the Stone. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Patreon.com slash Beer in a Movie Podcast. And you can decide which version of this podcast you want to listen to. Do you want to go through door number one and watch Speed, door number two and watch Miss Congeniality, or door number three with Romancing the Stone. It's all there. It's all free. Or I might even suggest you listen to all three. You can, you go, or you can do all three. If you go through door number three and listen to Romancing the Stone as our second half today, you'll hear me probably sing some Billy Ocean. Choose your own adventure. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>